Financial Studies. Brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Oh, it's time that we delve into our social media account on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata for some uh, social studies with Sarah Cazell. Hi, Sarah. Hello. All right, guys. Uh, we are on Twitter at Bickley underscore Murata, as Vince says every single day. Um, we're going to start out with some positives, you guys. Obviously, yesterday's. Wait, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're going we're gonna to surprise one? some people today. Well, that's the thing. We're digging a little bit. We're okay. digging. Um, but it's it's worth the dig because Cardinals fans just need something right now, don't they? It's it's negativity and or apathy, and I don't know which one is worse. So we're looking for the positives to take away from this 2022 season. As the question notes, other than the fact that the season is almost over. So what do you guys have? That was going to be my answer, that it's almost over, so I don't have any positives to take yeah. away. Yeah. Nothing? No. no, I think I think J.J. Uh, Watt's performance uh, this year and yesterday has been very, very good. Okay. Um, yeah. that'll, 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 I think that's where I would go with it. I, I don't... I don't I Before don't he got injured, Byron Murphy Jr. was mm-hmm. having a really good year. Yeah. Buda Baker's always a... A beacon of good fallback. Yep, professionalism. But yeah, I'm I'm going with nothing. Okay, <laughs> maybe you nothing. guys, you'll appreciate how creative our listeners were able to okay. get. Okay, Corpse Shasta says Cardinals merchandise will be deeply discounted at retailers. <laughs> That's a positive. True. Mojo Lens says, well, the top five draft pick is positive. But then again, we know how badly the Cardinals draft, so no, never mind. <laughs> uh, Patrick Hurley says the flaws of upper management have been super exposed this year. Whereas if the Cardinals squeezed out eight or nine wins, probably nothing would have happened. Now there is no hiding. At least we think. We think. Yeah, I guess we will find out. Travis says the Cardinals' defense is filled with young, potentially really good talent. A lot of people calling out um, Isaiah Simmons, Zayvon Collins, MyJ Sanders. Um, and I think Cameron Thomas was getting some shout-outs as well. Yeah. Um, Keith says free soda refills at the stadium are fire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that is fire. Is that uh, a thing? They're giving away soda? I don't know. I've not attended as a fan this year. That does not make any sense with the trends of uh, stadium concessions. No, it does not. Certainly not. That's why it's fire. That's why it's fire. And then Dan says... Uh, the Cardinals are going to get a better draft pick than I thought at the beginning of the season, question mark? Yeah. yeah, right? Yes, they are currently slated to pick fourth. We will see uh, how much that changes over the next three weeks. Okay, Cardinals mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. It's funny because, I mean, it feels like for like two months now we've been like, yeah, they're out of it. But now they are actually officially out of it. So we asked our listeners, what's something that you have been mathematically eliminated from in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Is this something y'all have had the time to think about? My lifelong goal of being on a game show. I think the time is running out. Wait, why is the time running out on that? No, because game show casting is not about knowledge or skills other than Jeopardy. And I'm just not smart enough to be on Jeopardy. You have to be crazy and wild and goofy and wacky, and I'm just none of those things. I've been on a game show. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And look at how normal he is. I remember you. And for the record, you blew it, right, Jared? You blew it! For the record, I absolutely choked, yes. Wait, what game show was this? How 
we did not discuss this. I, the Pawn Stars. You heard of the Pawn Stars? P A W N. Yes, thank you for. They had a show called Pornography. P A W N. What? There was a game show with the Pawn Stars where you you play against the Pawn Stars, and I did really really good for most of it until the very end, and then I choked. Wait, did you have to like guess what they value things at, or what was the game? It was trivia questions about the show and about history, and then you win prizes. And I watched the whole episode. You did do very well. It's called The Wizard. If you want to look on history.com, you can still watch it. I do. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Want to find that on history.com. Okay. Googling the wizard. That's that's, um, that's risky, but I'm going to do it. All right. What have you been mathematically eliminated from in your life? Erwin Fletcher says Mill Avenue. (laughs) Heard that. Uh, That's good. That's good. That was one way to look at it. Yes. If you turn 23, you're no longer welcome on Mill. Uh, Tim Ring, similar vein. Going to nightclubs. Mathematically eliminated. Uh, Staying up past 10 p.m., says Emilio. Having more kids, thank goodness, says Alex Havig. Dental tech feels like he has been mathematically eliminated from marrying Giselle Boonshin. Uh, it makes I no sense. I don't think that's the case. Well, here's his explanation. He says it makes no sense to marry somebody who is making 1% that of your ex. <laughs> Dental tech, if you're making 1% of what Tom Brady's making, I think you're still doing pretty well. <laughs> I haven't done the math, but I'm going to assume that. That's like... Yeah, we'll take that. Okay. Seabacher44 has been eliminated from an eight-hour night of sleep without having to get up to go to the bathroom two or three times. (laughs) And then Kevin Zimmerman... Of our own our website, ArizonaSports.com. Several feet away from us That's right, right now. What did he say? He has been mathematically eliminated from ordering a five out of five spiciness at a Thai restaurant without consequence. Oh. Oh. That's a good one. Ah. Thai hot. Yeah, hot. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, final question. Of all of the most exciting events or the events that happened over the weekend in sports, what was the most exciting to you guys? Oh, the uh, yeah, the World Cup final was sensational yesterday. And as somebody who kind of dorked out on the on, on the World Cup this year, it was really a, a fitting end. Probably a much more tournament than Qatar deserved. Mm. Yeah. Yes. But uh, there was just yeah uh, this from Devin Booker to the Vikings comeback to the World Cup final to that ending in the Raiders game. It was just bonkers this weekend. The world- Those are the exact four options that are listed that in our right? poll, Dan Bickley. How about that? Really? Yes. The World Cup win. For Argentina, Devin Booker dropping 58, Minnesota's record comeback against the Colts, and then uh, the way the way that the Raiders beat the Patriots on that insane play yesterday. Yeah, the I mean, the, the ending was exciting, but it's got to be the World Cup final. You know, a, a, a new soccer legend performing at a high level against maybe the greatest player of all time performing at a high level on the biggest stage in the sport. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything more than that. Yeah. Uh, shout out, though, to the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Congratulations. Oh, absolutely. For- yeah, you know, I, the, my <laughs> issue with that is they didn't, they did not televise the sense of place enough in that broadcast. Now, I didn't watch a lot of that, but the little bit I watched, I was very, very... At the Fenway Bowl? Yeah. You couldn't because, tell it was that. Exactly. Yeah. You you couldn't, there was no context the whole with the sense that's, of place. Yeah, that's right. the whole thing. It was the whole, the whole point. Exactly. Right. You know that Mbappe guy is only 23? He is, yes. the future. He is unbelievable. 
Well, I did not know he's only 23. That guy that is, crazy? he is incredible. And he only needs a handful more uh, goals to set the all-time World Cup record. And you could, yeah, he's got at least two more World, world, world Cups yeah. in him, maybe yeah. three. Yeah. Okay, uh, 51% went with Argentina's win over France in the World Cup as the most exciting sporting event over the weekend. 30% went with Devin Booker and 58 points against the Pelicans. 13% voted for Minnesota's insane comeback against the Colts. 6% voted for that Chandler Jones. Uh, interception, touchdown. And then we had a couple nominations. Uh, Arizona's win over number six, Tennessee. That was exciting. I was in the house. It was a great time. And um, somebody linked a chess.com thing for us oh. to check out. Wow, was anybody using any illegal implements to gain oh, an well, advantage? Don't, don't click the link then. If that's I will not was. be clicking on it. And Jarrett, I have been tagged in a tweet that you sent in 2015 of you appearing on Pornography. Have yes. we all been linked or no? So I want to watch it again. Just me. <laughs> and it's just it's just a photo. But oh. this is from 2015. I, That's I why was, I didn't know. I wasn't here. I was on. It was from eight years ago that I was on it. Oh, I was I was not present. Uh, eight from years 2014. Ago. That's why I didn't know. Because okay. I happened. I don't know. It was it was I, BS. It was before Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Total BS. Thank you, Sarah. Thank Thanks, you, Sarah. Social studies every day at uh, 9 o'clock. You can get involved on Twitter. Looks like it's sticking around, this Twitter thing. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about at, that. At Bickley underscore Let's put a We'll vote on it. Yeah. Uh, coming up next, there was some weekend reporting about the condition of Kyler Murray's knee. Whom to believe? We'll get into that and more next on the Cardinals' Bickley Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Here we go. Quick. Monday and Bickley and Murata mornings on Arizona Sports. Let's go! Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Kyler Murray is out for the season with a torn ACL. My understanding is a clean ACL tear, no other ligaments involved, but he does have associated meniscus damage. He's going to prehab for about two to three weeks, then have surgery, probably around New Year's. Faces a nine-month recovery, which means there is a chance, I would say a real chance, that Kyler Murray is not ready for the 2023 season. That's Ian Rappaport from NFL Network yesterday, which uh, what he just reported, kind of butting heads with what Adam Schefter put out there yesterday. Adam Schefter from ESPN yesterday tweeted, Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray is projected to be able to recover from his torn ACL in six to eight months, putting him on track to be ready for the twenty start of the 2023 season. Right. You brought up a great point earlier. The guy hasn't even had surgery. Yeah. The, uh, so again, you just this is just a stupid guessing game, and they're reporting it as news. I I, I think that's really you know. I don't know. That to me just seems to be very, very irrelevant in this. I, I, I've i seen the data, and I know that there have been some outliers recently. We talked to Stefania Bell about this, uh-huh. and the data says, quite literally, it's it's 12 and a half months average with a, with a plus-minus margin for error of two and a half months. So the range is between 10 and 15 months. And, and I think, as I said last week, I look at Kyler Murray um, in the same way I kind of look at Tiger Woods when it comes to weight room. They, they, those dudes can spend all day in a weight room lifting weights. They love that culture. They love the vibe of it. And they're kind of loners, lone wolves. Uh-huh. Those kind of people are really good at rehab. But Kyler Murray, the, the psychological part of it, that's not going to be, that's going to be tricky, man. And, and, and it, it, he's never dealt with this before. So we don't know what it's going to look like. Nope. Uh-huh. So I, again, I just, I think it's, I think it's 
wrong to set expectations that he's going to be available for week one. That's 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 almost irresponsible because you don't know how he's going to recover and you don't know how he's going to react. I agree. But to hear some of the doctors, you know, speculate on what could happen. Um, Howard Bolzer from uh, GoPHNX.com. He caught up with Dr. David Chow, who's uh, at Pro Football Doc on Twitter. Um, but he says that the Rappaport minimized the presence of a torn meniscus along with the ACL. A uh, reading from the article from gophnx.com. Uh, Rappaport referred to the injury as a clean ACL tear with no other ligament damage, while acknowledging there was also an associated meniscus tear that will be stitched up to keep the integrity of the knee, but the ACL tear was as clean as possible. Not so fast, according to Chow, who was the team physician for the San Diego Chargers for 16 years. He told gophnx.com that no doctor would refer to an ACL tear as clean when there's also a torn meniscus. In fact, Chow suggests that the meniscus issue means there's no way Murray will be ready to play week one. He said the meniscus tear itself is usually a six-month recovery, and while some of that will be concurrent with the ACL rehab, it will also delay the ACL recovery. Yeah, yeah that, that would seem to make sense to yes. me. So, you know, uh, again, and, and so either way, you're going to have to plan around this, and, and my thought was, okay, these final four games of the season, at least at the very least, there'll be another fresh audition from Colt McCoy to kind of show, am I good enough to kind of uh, hold this down in a in a long term kind of situation, and I'm talking subjectively, of course, it just long term based on you know more than a month of an NFL season. That's mm-hmm. that's fairly long term. Or do they need to go out and get somebody else? I well, don't know. For for now, I, I think at this point it would be derelict to put Colt McCoy back on the football field this year. I would not be shocked at all to see Colt McCoy retire after this year. Um, in his limited duty as the Cardinals quarterback, that man has taken an absolute physical that is true behind that offensive yeah, line. That is true. Trace McSorley is not the answer. Uh, if Kyler Murray can't go, I think you're looking at acquiring a proven veteran who's on the downside of his career, maybe trying to reestablish himself, somebody who's played some, some football before. I'm still not on board with the drafting of a quarterback. I just think it's... Not it, it, it's, it's it's there's too many needs. Yeah, too yeah many I, I, I'm kind of with that you. Happen. Kind of um, with you on that. It, I mean, Kyler Murray's future it's cloudy right now. There's no doubt about it because we don't have any concrete information on the the, the condition of the knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we have these reports, but like you said, Vic, once you know this surgery takes place, and Ian Rappaport said probably after New Year's. You know, what the doctor that performs that surgery will probably have some sort of update, at least on the condition of the knee, what he saw, how significant the tear was, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then then it then it just becomes a a situation where Kyler Murray is going to have to grind it. And I don't think he's going to have any issues with that. But I think what's interesting here is if they do make changes, then there's going to be a there's going to be a new philosophy coming in. And Kyler Murray is not going to be the guy that's doing the installation at the very beginning. So that talk about spinning plates. There are definitely a lot of them. Yeah. Um, Going back and kind of moving off the injury, too. And and this popped up with our interview uh, with Nate Jackson from 104.3 The Fan in Denver and kind of previewing that game. He outlined some of the issues that he felt were evident from from day one with the Broncos, and he talked about the you know the the lax nature of their training camp, and he almost described word for word what the Cardinals did in their preseason and training camp workouts. 
I, you know, I wonder, you know, we don't know what the future holds for this coaching staff, for Cliff Kingsbury, uh, you know, who the general manager is going to be moving forward. But that, to me, is something you got to learn from. That that preseason, um, you know, regiment that they had, if you even want to call it that, it I don't think it prepared anybody for NFL football this year. I don't think so either. Yeah, I know. Listen, and, and they've and it's funny because they had four training camps, and each of them were dramatically different. Mm-hmm. And none of only one of them led the team to getting off to a fast start, and that team collapsed at the very, very end. Um, yeah, listen, I, I, there's just so many issues now that this team has to kind of stare at and look at and look in the mirror and look in the face and deal with. Uh, you're going to have to figure out who on this roster really is part of the next playoff team, whatever that happens to be. Uh-huh. Um, we had mentioned earlier that uh, I'm curious to see what comes out of DeAndre Hopkins in this offseason. Because as you pointed out, he didn't want to be part of a rebuilding uh effort in Houston. I don't think he wants any part of that here. And I'll be curious to see if he, if, if he wants out. And if he wants out, what, what you could actually trade him for. He's been in the league since 2013. He's going on a decade in this league right now. And guys want to win Super Bowls. Yep. And I, this team moves miles away from winning a Super Bowl this year. We already know from hard knocks that DeAndre Hopkins is very concerned about his Hall of Fame status. Yes. So a championship ring, obviously, is something that I think would be very important to him. So, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's a trade request coming from his people, or he doesn't have people. He is this people. That's true. If if a trade request is coming for him, um, I I don't know. Uh, this is a I, I bet you JJ Watt finishes super super strong because he looks like a guy who really wants to kind of flex and and get it one last contract. I don't know if he's got any interest in staying here or if the Cardinals should pay him. How old is he now? 33. Okay. I mean again, when you're starting talking about needs that they have, they've, you know, they've let a lot of young talent, young expensive talent walk out that door. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating I mean, they just, offseason. For well, again, you look at you look at Hassan Reddick now, yeah, who's got three straight double-digit sack seasons. For three different teams. For three different teams. First player ever to yeah. have 11 sacks with three different yeah. teams. Three yeah, different and the Cardinals years. declined his fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, so it, it's, they, they need to get it in, somebody in here who's got some success to sort through all of this and clean this out and, and do this right. Well, the one thing we don't know. It reminds me of the old Turkish proverb that I just oh, saw, I love it. <laughs> saw online, Jared. Quote, when a clown moves into a palace, he doesn't become a king. The palace becomes a circus. I saw the same thing. Wow. I've never heard that before. That's pretty good, isn't it? But you don't know the Turkish proverbs? I did not have Turkish proverb on my bingo card for today's show. It's a bonus checkoff. I like that. Uh, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line. I didn't know a guy named in, uh, in Turkey named bonus checkoff. <laughs> Do you want to finish that read, Jared? Or? <laughs> Don't go for it. Okay. Um, you can text your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Uh, <laughs> we'll hand out some hardware. It's Bickley and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Time to take a look at the Arizona Sports poll question. Brought to you by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. Welcome back to the show. We are Bickley Emirata Mornings on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We're going to our website now. That is ArizonaSports.com. And we're checking out our daily poll question. Guys, how many games do you see the Cardinals winning over their final three matchups of the season? None. 
one, two, or three. They've got the Bucks, they've got the Falcons, and they've got the 49ers. Uh, there's only one of those answers that comes with a sound effect, and that sound effect is zero. Womp womp. Yeah, I think the answer is zero. The only thing that I'm a little hung up on is, will the 49ers be playing anybody in the last week of the season? Now, they might be, Mm -hmm. or they might not be. And will their nobodies still be too good to beat the Cardinals? I think the answer is zero. Okay, that is what our listeners think as well. 78% of our voters. Wow. 78%, yes, said that there are no more wins for the Arizona Cardinals this season. They will finish with four wins. 21% say one more win. 1% says... Two more wins. One percent says three more wins. Oof. I don't believe you. It's going to be a long three weeks. Thank you, Sarah. That's yeah, today's Sanderson Ford poll question on the homepage at ArizonaSports.com is where you can vote on it. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata Mornings. Handing out the hardware. Hardware is our version of the award show. It's brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Eat smart, lose weight, keep it off with the Revitalize. Proud nutrition partner of your Phoenix Suns. Who wants to hand out the first hardware of the week? I will. All right, Sarah, you start us off. All right, I'm sure this one is on your guys' list as well. So, yoink, I'm taking it first. This is the fairy tale ending award for soccer announcer Andres Cantor. Oh, this is great. I have it open right here on my computer. You. <laughs> you. you fil- well, finished that uh, sentence. We, we didn't hear you say anything when he said who wants to go first. I didn't oh, think it was going to be sold. Right. I was going to call it. I'm not crying for you, Argentina. You're crying for you, Argentina. (laughs) That's clever. That's good. All right. Well, this story has been all over social media. This video has been all over social media for the past 20 plus hours. Uh, But the longtime soccer voice was born in Argentina. Uh, He calls soccer for Telemundo. So it was an extra special moment for him to call Argentina winning it all yesterday. Here's a little bit of it. Great. Oh and the audio gosh. doesn't even do it justice if no, you see him, how emotional it gets. Yes, and he's he's clutching his fellow announcer next to him, and they're just sitting and shaking together. And it was it was very sweet. That was cool. Yeah. Uh, my cool. first award is the Showdown City Award, and I'm giving it to Arizona and Arizona State's basketball programs um, in advance of their showdown on New Year's Eve. And I'm bringing it up because on successive days this weekend, I had people come up to me talking about how badly they want to go to that game and how hard it is to find tickets. And I really? thought, wow. Isn't that something? Wow. Well, I don't like the sound of that. I was going to say. I was trying to. (laughs) Were these people ASU people or U of A people? ASU people. Oh, that's good. That's good. I like it. That's New Year's Eve, right? New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve afternoon. It is. Uh, My first award is the This Guy Can Do It All Award, and I'm giving it to Frank Gore Jr. of Southern Mississippi. Listen to the night he had. He set a ball record with 329 yards rushing on just 21 carries. Uh, The Golden Eagles beat Rice 38-24 in the Lending Tree Bowl Saturday night. He also threw three passes, completed two for 19 yards and a touchdown. And to top off the night, 
He stiffed arm, stiff armed his own aunt in a post game on field uh, interview. Uh, <laughs> grateful, grateful. These guys are here. You know, they opened up lanes and just. Uh, I knew, I knew how important this was for our team. Auntie, chill. I, I knew how important. <laughs> <laughs> Auntie, chill. Auntie, <laughs> excited drive. She was excited. She was waving pom poms and everything. That's and he, great. he literally stiff armed her and put her out of the frame. Frank Gore Jr. My first award goes to, or is the, it's almost as if the NFL has uh, some sort of issue with this team award, and it goes to the Washington Commanders, who had two very late in the game, um, a penalty and then a non-penalty called, and the Terry McLaurin illegal formation one, if you've seen the video now and the explanation, where he literally, he's about five feet away from the referee. He's motioned to him, am I good? The referee says, you're good. Hike, and he immediately throws the flag for an illegal formation. Now, the referee lied because if you look at where the line of scrimmage is there, he's he's not on the line of scrimmage, but he shouldn't have got the thumbs up from the official either. And that non... I mean, the, the interference... That didn't get called. Yeah, that was the second thing. Oh, my goodness. Yep. And a huge, huge game, too, for Washington. Egregious. Yep. All right. Uh, This is from a few days ago, actually. Uh, This award... It goes to um, the Petty Crocker Miami Heat, is what we're going <laughs> to call Crocker. them. Uh, they were fined $25,000 by the NBA last week for violating uh, league injury reporting rules. They failed to properly and accurately update the status of five players on their team before the Heat played the Thunder last week. Um, all five of those guys ended up playing in the game, so that was a violation of the rules. Whatever, whatever. The Heat responded two days later by listing its entire team, its entire roster, including the two-way players on the injury report. Yeah. Well, because it happened on Friday. Uh, Friday evening, I think. Uh, They listed their entire team, including their two-way players, on the injury report. Eventually upgraded all the people that they needed to, but that that was their response to the NBA. How about that? Find really this. take the injury report real seriously. Yeah, exactly. All right, my last award is the Nostradamus Award. I'm giving it to my partner, Vinny Joe Pick the Jaguars. Hey. Who hey. beat the Cowboys 40 to... And, and it wasn't just a... You're like, I feel this. This is going to happen. But you're once right. A, uh, once a year, I feel something. I mean, I generally anything. speak about anything. Yeah, and that was my feeling for 2022. Was that the Jaguars is, were going to beat the Cowboys under the wire. It's really embarrassing for the Cowboys because Micah Parsons did all that yapping about Jalen Hurts, and they were two weeks away from that game against the Eagles, uh-huh. and then they got bit. They almost got bit last week by Houston. Yeah, that's true. Still talking about the Cowboys as this Super Bowl contender, I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, my last award is the betting on yourself always doesn't pay off award, and I'm giving it to. Um, the guy, oh, what's his name here? Corey Humans. Okay. Who caught Aaron Judge's yes. 62nd home run ball. And when he had possession of the ball, he was immediately offered $3 million for it. Didn't take the $3 million. It sold for a million five oh! at auction over the weekend. Whoops. And he also had to pay $250,000 in closing costs. Oh, no. <laughs> to Golden Auctions. So he got a third of what he could have. Basically got a third of what he could have had. Yeah. I mean, it's still a nice consolation, but... I guess a million is still pretty solid. Don't get greedy. When somebody offers you $3 million, you say yes. 
Who would like to offer us $3 million? Yes. My last word is a million is good, but $10 million is even better. Woo-hoo. And this goes to the U of A Wildcats and uh, local reporter made good Sarah Cazell announcing it here. Let's go to her. Oh, gosh. Fan no. number $10 million. So for that, he's getting this very cool autographed ball. We are so excited to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the McHale Center with all of you coming up next year. We cannot thank you all enough for being here for all of the amazing Arizona men's basketball moments, past, present, and future. That was the 10 millionth fan at McHale Center since they opened yeah. nearly 50 years ago. Wow. Uh, that was her presenting it. The, the character's name is Mr. <laughs> Earl Mendenhall. The third. The third. Yes, that was the, that was the uh, 10 millionth uh, 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 fan at an Arizona men's basketball game What did he get? A, a gift Center. certificate to EG's? <laughs> he got a oh, he got basketball cool signed basketball. basketball. And he got to meet Sarah Cazell. Yeah, which is the biggest well, that, that goes without saying. Right. Wow, I just How did you get full that, body by the cringe. Way? Arizona Athletics posted it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I, sure. Look at you. Multimedia star. I still Sarah need herself. to figure out how to project when I can't hurt myself without yelling. It's hard. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's energy. <laughs> well, go. as we've established, volume and energy are not necessarily the same thing, Jarrett. This That's- guy, Earl Mendenhall, looks just like Howard Balzer. Does he? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, That's uh, funny. Hardware for this week. It's brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss and Wellness. Eat smart, lose weight. Keep it off with Revitalize, proud nutrition partner of the Phoenix Suns. 480-435-3557. And online at RevitalizeWeightLoss.com. We close out this Big Red Monday with a little Big Red Crosstalk with Wolf and Luke. Next, Spickly and Murata Mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. The home of Arizona Cardinals football. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, Wolf and Luke, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk. Yeah, Cardinals lose in Denver 24-15 to the Denver Broncos. They fall 4-10. They still have never won a game in Denver. And now we got three games left of playing out the string. Here to talk about it with us and the guys you'll hear for the next four hours here on these airwaves. Wolf and Luke uh, for some uh, big red crosstalk. Guys, good morning. How are you? Great. How are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounded really sincere, Luke. How you doing? I don't know. How We're you about doing? Uh, six minutes away from the finish line, Luke. So better than you. <laughs> well. Anytime anybody asks me that right now, I just think of Devin Booker and what he did to New Orleans, and I feel better. (laughs) Uh, Wolf, where do you start with this one? I mean, obviously, it wasn't, um, you know, it wasn't a high profile matchup to begin with, with two bad teams. And I think we saw, uh, you know, pretty much a boring football game, but. You know, Bick and I were talking about, you know, is there a win left on the schedule for the Cardinals? And you just don't feel any confidence at all saying that there is. No, yeah, exactly. You know, it was one of the conversation points that we were having yesterday was just the fact that, you know, when you look at the situation right now and who knows what's going to happen with Colt McCoy, um, four wins may be the most wins the Arizona Cardinals are going to have this season. You think of the three games that they have left. Left right now, um, of course, Tampa Bay, you would imagine, is going to be extremely desperate. Um, then you travel to Atlanta, of course, and then at San Francisco. And even if San Francisco has got everything lined up and their seat is sure, you know that San Francisco is going to want to beat the Arizona.
Arizona Cardinals once again. And I don't see them. Yeah, right now I don't see them winning another game if Trace McSorley is going to be their quarterback going forward. I say that not to attack Trace McSorley. This is a young guy. I like this guy an awful lot and think that he could be an excellent backup at some point in time. But um, right now, man, he's up against it. Yeah, I mean, this is somehow the second week in a row where around halftime I thought the Cardinals were going to win the game and not that I thought that fixed all their problems, but just New England's offense didn't look good. And Denver, most weeks, looks like the worst team in the league, and then it just got away from them in the second half. I mean, looking at the rest of the schedule, Wolf's right. Maybe Atlanta, just because everything always goes Tom Brady's way and Atlanta losing would help Brady, but that's about it. That's I don't know how you can be optimistic about any of these last three games right now. Yeah. The, uh, and I'm right there with all you on that. Okay, if you want to focus on something positive, I know, Wolf, you talk about do your job, be accountable, be a man, uh, play the game the right way. How about what J.J. Watt put on the field yesterday, and what does that mean for his future going forward? Yeah, it's really interesting, Beck, because what are you going to do with J.J. Watt right now? Are you going to resign J.J. Watt? I would imagine the Arizona Cardinals want to resign J.J. Uh, Watt. When you think of the season that he's had, what, nine and a half sacks? Right now, um, this guy is going to get double-digit sacks once again. Uh, 12 sacks, is that out of the possibility? I really don't think so. Um, he played an incredible game. It's just a testament to the player that he is and the leader that he is. And uh, I would hate to see the Arizona Cardinals lose J.J. Watt. Yet, you know, you, everything is tied, guys. Everything is tied to what is going to happen with Kyler Murray going forward. He, yeah. That is job one, right? You have to fix Kyler Murray going forward and this is the first year we all know, we've been talking about it all season long, that he's taken a step back. So because of that, um, you've got to fix him. That's job one. What that means and where that takes this organization in the offseason that's anybody's guess. I want to stay focused on the J.J. Watt part of it, Luke, when I ask you this. I mean, uh, Bick's right. That was a positive yesterday to see him dominate the way he, he did in the prime of his career was was fun to watch. He wreaked havoc in the first half of that game. J.J. Uh, Watt has also ingratiated himself in two years to be a big part of this community. I think he loves it here. Uh, he's now a father. That might change his, his viewpoints on, on moving elsewhere. But just strictly from a Cardinals football business standpoint, wouldn't, be, uh, wouldn't re-signing a 34-year-old J.J. Watt to another deal be kind of going down that wrong road again of, of bringing in high-priced, possibly, uh, veterans who are on the downside of their career. Sometimes you got to make really hard decisions, and, and I don't think the Cardinals have made enough hard decisions recently. Yeah, no, it's a good point, and certainly on, on paper, yeah, I 100% agree with you. I think it's a, where it gets a little nuanced is the impact he has on Cameron Thomas and Zach Allen and some of these other defenders, but, you know, <laughs> so much is tied to your, your GM, your coach, and your quarterback, right? And I, I think we can all safely say there's uncertainty around all three of those positions right now, and so <laughs> you don't even really know if you are entering next year in win-now mode or if you're kind of saying, okay, it's kind of a not a full rebuild, but like a mini rebuild until Kyler comes back or is it a full rebuild around your, your quarterback who's now getting paid? You're right though. I mean, on paper, do you really want to go out there and throw money at a guy that is towards the end of his career and right now he might be the best player on the team? 
Now, there was a, a report that came out over the weekend um, from a CBS Sports NFL insider, and I'm sure you guys are aware of it, that Michael is prepared to move off of Steve Keim. I don't know what the future of Cliff is going to be. What do you guys think about the Kyler Murray injury and what it might do to the head coaching position? That is a fascinating question, Beck. It really is because um, there is validity in all angles when you look at it from all different avenues. Uh, you could build a case that um, Steve Kime is not going to be back. Cliff Kingsbury's not going to be back. Steve Kime's not going to be back. Cliff Kingsbury's going to be back. And it, it goes on and on and on, any type of combination whatsoever. But for me right now, you've got a franchise quarterback that got better every year in his his first three seasons and then took a step back and then blew out his ACL. Are you really going to go ahead and bring in a brand new offense, guys? Are you going to bring in a brand new offense? And he's not even going to go out and be able to rep that offense in the offseason the way that he needs to be able to rep that offense in the offseason. I, I just don't see them making a move at the head coach position. Uh, uh, general manager, no doubt about it. Um, I think Steve Keim is is definitely going to be moving on. That's my nobody's told me that. I just think that is the way that they're headed right now. Yep. But Cliff Kingsbury, I think stays. Yeah, I think it just comes down to whatever you know. If you're if you're Michael Bidwell and you're saying, okay, we were if we're moving on from the GM, that makes it easier to move on from the head coach too. And let's just start over with a clean slate. I mean, the Kyler stuff obviously complicates everything, and, and there's also the school of thought of, okay, everybody says we need to make a change. If you're changing the GM, that is change. Then can you look and say, okay, now we can keep the coach because we're changing the GM. It's, it's so much uncertainty going into this point of, of the season and then eventually the offseason. It's crazy. Yeah, if you don't have your quarterback in place or you have a healthy quarterback in place, I think it makes your strategy a lot easier. But like you said, a lot of uncertainty with the Kyler Murray injury and how it uh, relates to everything else. Guys, we'll be listening today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you got Cliff on today at 145? Yep. yep. Cliff Kingsbury weekly interview at uh, 145. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks guys. Uh, Wolf and Luke up next here on uh, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. That is going to do it for us on this big red Monday. Thanks to Kyle Vandenbosch for joining us. Thanks to you for hanging out as well. Appreciate it as always. We'll see you tomorrow morning here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Have a great day, everybody.